Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Jesus gets his name. You know, we do not know the exact year in which Jesus was born or the exact date on which he was born. We do know an approximate time, though. It was when Caesar Augustus was on the throne and when Quirinius was the governor of Syria and a law had been decreed by the emperor for taxation purposes that he wanted everyone in the Roman Empire to be enrolled in their ancestral home so he could count the heads and get the money. And so we find Mary and Joseph on their way to Bethlehem from Nazareth in Galilee. It's interesting because this is around the ninth month of Mary's pregnancy. But she had to travel to Bethlehem with her espoused husband, Joseph. And the reason for this was because she too was of the tribe of Judah and the household of David and Jesse. And so on the night in which Jesus was delivered, they were in Bethlehem. And this was all in accordance with a prophecy of Micah that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And so it came to pass. Now, eight days later, Jesus had two ceremonies performed. One of them is commanded in the law. It is the circumcision of every Hebrew male was to be done on the eighth day of their life. And on that day, it had become customary, evidently, for the male to also be named, usually by the father, on that day. And so we read that account concerning the Lord Jesus. This is the way it reads in Luke chapter 2, verse 21. And when the eight days were completed so that he could be circumcised, he was named Jesus. His name, that he was called by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now, the prior naming of Jesus by the angel occurred twice. First to Mary, on the announcement to her that she was the chosen mother of the Messiah. And then a few months later, when Joseph was considering divorcing his espoused wife because she had returned, evidently, from Bethlehem in a pregnancy condition, and he did not believe her story concerning the virgin conception, and so he was considering divorcing her. Let's read those accounts, okay? We have the account, first of all, to Mary in Luke chapter 1 and verse 30. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now later, we read in Matthew 1, 20 through 21, when Joseph was right at the end of his thinking about divorcing Mary and he had probably created a whole plan in his mind, he was troubled. And behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. I'm reading from Matthew 1, 
21. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Therefore, on the day of his circumcision, he was named Jesus. That's an English way of speaking the Greek word, but the Hebrew, which would have been his real name, is Yeshua. And he was enrolled in the tribe of Judah in the lineage of Jesse and David. Now, let's consider the significance of the name of Jesus. First of all, there's no stipulation in the law that connects the naming of the male child to his circumcision, but it has persisted as a common practice, and there's a ceremony for it in the Jewish prayer books. The naming on the occasion of the circumcision happened with his forerunner, John the Baptist. Mary was there for that event because after the announcement of the angel uh, to her about her being chosen as the mother of Messiah, she went to visit her aged cousin, Elizabeth. And while she was there, Elizabeth gave birth to her child. And on the eighth day, all the family and the relatives came together to name the child. And they expected him to be named Zechariah. So on the eighth day, they came to circumcise John, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. We're reading Luke 1, 57 and following. His mother said, no, he shall be called John. And they said, none of your relatives is called by this name. They made sign to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet, and he wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. Now, the name John has a Hebrew meaning, very significant. Yahweh is gracious. And on the occasion of Zechariah naming his son, he prophesied. And he gave the meaning of his name as a forerunner of the Messiah. And he spoke of the Messiah and of John at the same time. First, he spoke of the Messiah the one that John was preceding in Luke 1, 68 to 69. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. The dawn from on high will visit us. Now that's a reference to Malachi chapter 4. This is all concerning the Messiah, Jesus. Now the meaning of the name Jesus, which is the Englishized type of the, of the Greek, but in Hebrew is Yeshua, is extremely significant. It carries within it the very name of God. And that's the significance of the reference in Matthew chapter 1, where it's interpreted what the name Yeshua means. I'll read it again to you. Matthew one twenty three, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. But the angel had just said when he's, when he's born, he was to carry the name Jesus. So what is it? Jesus or Emmanuel? Well, it is Yeshua. But Yeshua means what? God is with us as the Savior of his people. That's the great meaning of the name of Jesus. It carries with it his identity as one who is with God 
as God, the Word made flesh. And now he is a human, a human being, and at the same time, he is divine. He is Yeshua. He is Emmanuel, God with us for our redemption. Now, the name Jesus has an Old Testament counterpart, and that is the name Joshua. Joshua in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New, is the exact same name, Yeshua. Yeshua. Now, what's significant about this? Well, you see, Joshua was the successor to Moses, and he is the one who actually led the Israelites who had come out of Egypt into Canaan. Okay, so he is the one who goes in as the conqueror, and then he brings the people into rest in the land. That's what the Word of God tells us. And he did accomplish that task of bringing them in, conquering those that were there, and establishing the people in the land. We read Joshua 21, 43 through 45. Thus the Lord God gave to Israel all the land that he swore to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it, and they settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their fathers. Not one of all their enemies had withstood them, for the Lord had given all their enemies into their hands. Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord, that's Yahweh, had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. Now, these events function as a type. And a type may be defined as a symbol of something future and distance. Here, God conveys through Gabriel that the name of the child born of Mary, the Messiah, was to be Yeshua, Jesus, Joshua. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 6 and following, but especially verse 8, picks up on this idea. You see, Hebrews 4.8 reads as follows. Since it remains for some to enter it, that is, the rest, and those who were formerly received the good use did not enter because of disobedience, again, he specifies a certain day. Today, speaking through David after such a long time as previously stated, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken later about another day. But we read in Joshua 21 that he had gave them rest. Yes, but he had not given them the rest in God. He had not given them the rest of the salvation that was promised in all the covenants. He gave them a temporary rest in the land in fulfillment of the promises. But there is one greater than Joshua who would come, who is to deliver God's people, not only from their misery because of sin, but from their sin and bring them into the rest of a new relationship with God, the relationship of salvation, rest. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken later about another day. A Sabbath rest remains therefore for God's people. For the person who's entered his rest has rested from his own works just as God did from his. And what's he talking about? He's talking about the fact that Jesus, the greater Joshua, is the one who leads us into rest 
rest of salvation that God has provided for his people through faith in his son, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Now, this is how Joshua functions as a type of Christ. So let's compare the two announcements of his name to Mary and later to Joseph, and we'll see the divine interpretation of the meaning of the name Jesus that he was given on the eighth day. Yeshua is Yahweh, God with us for our salvation. He's the Savior. He's the Deliverer. He's the person. And it is his work that is found in his name. The very person and work of the Messiah is in his name. Who is this who has come among us to save us? He's the covenant Lord himself. You shall call his name Jesus, you shall call his name God, Yahweh, who is our salvation. Yahweh, the one who leads us in to rest. This is what the scripture really asserts when he says in 1 Timothy 2.5, there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men or humanity, the man, Christ, or Messiah, Jesus. Now, we can pick up some of the meaning of the name of Jesus from various scriptures that talk about the name of Jesus. Let me read two or three of them for you, just so you can get the flavor of the great meaning of his name. Listen to Jeremiah 23, verse 6. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely, and this is the name by which he will be called, Yash, Yahweh is our righteousness. That's what Jesus is for God's people. He is our righteousness because he bore our punishment in his own body on the tree, delivering us from our sin and its just punishment because he bore it on our behalf and he gives us his righteousness, a gift from God. This is why the scripture states there is salvation in no one else For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. What's the name by which we must be saved? It's the name Jesus, Yeshua. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Listen to John chapter 3, verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only Son of God. But everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. This is why in the Proverbs we have, the name of Yahweh is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is saved. And Psalm 9 verse 10 says, Those who know your name trust in you, because you've not abandoned those who seek you, Yahweh. No, he has not abandoned us. He's come to us in the very person of his son, the unique man, Christ Jesus, the Lord God, the covenant Lord, who has come among us to redeem us by his own righteous action. And so we read in Corinthians, such were some of you, and there's a great list of sins there, but you were washed, you were sanctified, You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit 
of our God. Oh, what a precious name. The name Jesus, it carries with it his personal identity and his work as our mediator. He is the covenant Lord himself who has come to fulfill the terms of his covenant that he might redeem his people and bring them into everlasting rest. Listen to these phrases from some hymns. Jesus is the name we treasure, name beyond what words can tell, name of gladness, name of pleasure, ear and heart delighting well, name of sweetness passing measure, saving us from sin and hell. That's the name, Jesus. So let us love and sing and wonder. Let us praise the Savior's name. He has hushed the law's loud thunder that call for our condemnation. He's quenched Mount Sinai's flame. He has freed us by his blood. He has brought us near to God. Let us love the Lord who bought us, dying for our rebel race, called us by his word and taught us by the spirit of his grace. He has freed us by his blood. He presents our souls to God. What's his name? His name is Jesus. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, breathe this holy name in prayer, calling upon the name of the Lord to save you and looking to him, trusting in him, resting in him for eternal life and for all that you need in this life and for the life to come. It is the name, Jesus.